Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. On today's episode of Courageous Wellness, we have an incredible conversation with Dr. Q Collins, principal scientist of Deuterium Depletion Therapies and the co-founder and principal investigator at Signature Health Metabolic Clinic, the first clinic in the world to use deuterium and tracer technologies to describe and follow the health status of patients with metabolic disorders, such as cancer, diabetes, and autoimmune disorders. Now, if you're wondering what deuterium depletion is, don't worry, we had no idea either before this conversation and our minds have been blown. Deuterium depletion is so key and crucial to our overall health. And in this episode, Dr. Collins breaks down why we all need to be aware of this in order to prevent major diseases. Dr. Collins shares his own personal journey and his background in cancer research, shares with us about facing the devastation of cancer in his immediate family, breaks down the science of deuterium, and enlightens us on eating for optimal health. Spoiler alert, Dr. Collins is not dogmatic about defining or labeling what diet you follow as long as it depletes deuterium. And we don't think listeners of this podcast will be surprised to learn what kind of diet that is. We learned so much from Dr. Collins and can't wait for you to hear this episode. Dr. Collins has such an impressive list of credentials, and we are grateful that he shared his knowledge with us and our audience. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Get in touch and tag us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Guys, I am so excited to share our new sponsor, Milk and Honey, with you because I have been using their baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean, aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands, and each and every time I was plagued with those red, itchy bumps under my arm on top of not feeling confident whatsoever that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only never once gave me those pesky little red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after some of LA's toughest workout classes. This is my ride or die deodorant, and we are so excited to partner with them. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. 
If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Thank you so much. We have Dr. Q Collins joining us today. We're really excited to um, to speak with you and learn from you. Uh, just to start out, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about your personal background and how it's led you to the work that you do? Sure. Thank you so very much for inviting me. And let me tell you a little bit about it. I am a, I, I'm, I like to call myself an integrated uh, scientist. And what I mean by that is I have advanced degrees in clinical immunology and economics um, in drug development, a degree in epidemiology, and a degree in cancer or uh, poverty health care. So the idea was to be able to look, uh, plus I'm African-American, so the idea was to be able to look across culturally, economically, and scientifically about health and to understand every aspect about health that I could. Uh, and I'm actually a cancer researcher, and that's, what my, that's where I started out. And still am, and that's my. Uh, I'm a great believer that if we can find ways to prevent cancer, we can only get there by giving people better health and better wellness. So that really is is my story. Let me fast forward. But on the way during that, I've had it. Um, um, even though being one of the being very known in the cancer field and having the opportunity to be at a lot of great places like the FDA and NIH. I've actually lost both my daughter and wife to cancer. So personally, I understand it very well, up close and personally, besides the hundreds of patients that I've actually taken care of, I've also had my own life. So that's that's who I am. Is that, so were you involved in cancer research before or was it sparked by your wife and daughter? No, no, I've been in cancer research for more than 35 years. Mm. Uh, everything that, a lot of the things that you know about today, uh, as far as talking about antibodies and growth factors uh, and cancer, really uh, from the beginning, I've been on the war on cancer and everything else. I was, I was there before then, when that was all started. And um, that's taken me now to understanding uh, once my uh, daughter, once my daughter developed cancer, to understand more and more about a more holistic approach. And then when my wife developed cancer, finding there was no cure on the standard of care side. Uh, that's when I started um, developing, as you guys, as everybody knows, the ketogenic diets and one of the grandfathers of ketogenic diet in that I helped develop it for the ketotherapeutic side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, 
how to use it for brain cancer and how to use it for leukemia and how to use it for those things versus using it to lose weight. Um, But, you know, that was eight, nine years ago where I started that. And now to progress from that, that understanding of how ketogenic diets work and drugs work on a molecular level. And that's what we'll talk about when we talk about deuterium. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, especially about your personal story. It's, you know, Erica and I often talk a lot about um, pain into purpose or we're Buddhist, so we call it karma into mission sometimes. And I feel like that component of your journey is, um, is even more sort of informative and telling of, you know, how close you are to this work and how important it is. And as someone who also had, um, a cancer diagnosis when I was 29, it's, um, you know, it, it seems like something, if, if you haven't dealt with it in your own family, it seems like for me, it was something I, I didn't really, um, couldn't really internalize until I had my own diagnosis and how many people it actually touches. Um, you know, so just on a personal level, thank you for well, sharing that. Well, I think, in, and it's good to, Pete, that your listeners know that the statistics are very incredible, which, you know, you, you, you were touched by it. But the truth is, more, it's, it's past one out of three women will have cancer in their lifetime. And it's past approaching one out of every one men. So we passed one out of every two, three years ago. And so we're on the other side of that. So people, and they find this out, people say, well, how do you know? Well, they just look at two things. If you reported cancer while you're alive, and then at autop- when they do an autopsy, they found that, that again, better than one out of three people, women, have cancer when they die. And better, it may not have killed you, but you, you have it. So wow. this is important in, in all these things. And I appreciate the Buddhist approach to things because I can tell people that, you know, it's whatever name you want to put on it, we are all connected. Mm-hmm. And that things happen, you know, I don't want to say that Christian philosophy of happening for a reason, but things happen as they're supposed to happen, I think is a better way to put it. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and so when I look at my own journey, if, I, if you think about the, uh, <laughs> making it very uh, morbid even, the truth is I got away from focusing on curing cancer, because that's when you're a young scientist, that's what you're out to do, you're out to cure it, you know, you're gonna beat it in the submission. And I got away from that. And probably if I would have done a lot of things I was supposed to do early, maybe that would have happened. So now I'm back on that horse mm-hmm. of trying to make cancer just another astrological sign. And so that's where we are now. I like that. That's very Los Angeles. If you <laughs> very. That's so cancer right. and astrological <laughs> sign. Um, well, to start out, Let's, for anybody who doesn't know, and Erica and I have been talking about this a little bit because we didn't know until we've discovered you and your work. Can you explain to us um, what is deuterium and why is it detrimental or can it be detrimental to our health? Uh, Thank you. This is pretty cool. It really is. Deuterium, it sounds like so difficult in scientific... It's hydrogen, all right, people? It's hydrogen. Think of, you know, when we think about hydrogen, they come in three different flavors. Uh, And we, you know, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. But instead, you have regular hydrogen, you have deuterium, 
and you have tritium. And when we think of tritium, we've all think, I think I've heard of, tritium is that thing that goes in an atom bomb, right? They make bombs out of it. It doesn't exist naturally on Earth. We've got to make that in a lab. But hydrogen and deuterium exist naturally. They, they're all around us. It's just an element that we all have, like oxygen, all that, remember that terrible periodic table that they forced down your, your, your minds in high school? Those are all elements. And hydrogen is the smallest element known. It has a molecular weight of one. What does that mean? Just think it's just one. It's the simplest thing you can do. It has a, I always think about, you know, about it being a uh, twins, right? Hydrogen and deuterium are twins. Deuterium is the big cousin of hydrogen. They're, or even identical twins. Let's say they're identical twins. The only difference between the two is that deuterium is twice as big and twice as heavy. It's got the same stuff in it, but it's got an extra neutron. I'm not going to get geeky on everybody, but that's just part of the atoms inside your body. We're made up of atoms, and I don't want to give everybody nightmares from thinking about high school again, but it's, you're made up of atoms, and we have this one little extra thing in it that makes deuterium twice as heavy, or that's why we call it heavy hydrogen. So just think of it as that. It's easy to remember. Heavy hydrogen, fat hydrogen, whatever you want to call it. Because it's twice as heavy and twice as big, that means that it, it, it actually has different pro chemical properties. So we know that most when we think about hydrogen, we think about hydrogen as being part of water, H2O. And it's very important because, you know, we're 60%, 66% water. Earth, same way. 66, 75% water. So water is very, very, very important. And we know without water, we die. Without water, rivers die, plants die. So because this water, when this water is twice as heavy, when it gets the deuterium in it, it changes the natural things. It freezes at a different freezing point. So it freezes faster. It boils at a higher point, right? So, and you know, like we think about when we always know that boiling at, at high levels in the top of the mountains is different than boiling in the San Fernando Valley. So in this case, it changes the way it boils, it changes the way it, it changes all these structures. Okay, so, and remember, it's every place. And deuterium, uh, you get your hydrogens, from the food you eat, the air you breathe, the water you drink. We know that. Everybody, again, you're gonna know all these things. So that's the cool part about it. It's just regular everyday stuff. The difference is once you sit down and you think about this, okay, there's hydrogens and there's deuterium. And the hydrogens hold everything together. It's the thing that holds your, your, your chemical, your chemical um, structures together. So when you think about the, the things that make up your bones and the things that make up your eyes and your enzymes, they're all held together by these hydrogens like screws or nails. So you can imagine it, it screws everything together so it has the right shape, right? Everybody can understand the right shape and, and everything in our body works by lock and key, which means a key fits in, one thing fits ex exactly into the other thing like your hip bone connected to your knee bone type of thing. Well, that would be your leg bone, because if it's connected <laughs> to your knee bone, you'd be a funky looking person. But anyway, so they, they, they're hooked together in, 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 in exact same way. 
an exact way that it's supposed to work. Now, what happens instead, and everybody's played with the record, played Legos. So suppose instead of those small Lego pieces, you had big Lego pieces that were twice as big and twice as heavy. And now when you try to make this new house out of Legos, it no longer looks like a house. You know, it looks, you know, when your parents come and go, oh, that's such a nice horse, honey. You go, no, it's not a horse. It's a, it's a, it's a house. Well, that's what happens. It makes it look differently and structurally differently to the part that is also biologically different. So if your things like your cholesterol is made with deuterium in it, or things like your enzymes, your insulin has deuterium in it, it's a different shape, and therefore it doesn't do the same thing it's supposed to do. So. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. And like Ali mentioned, we hadn't heard of it. I'm sure many of our listeners have also not heard of it. So to continue, and I apologize if these are like, you know, basic questions, but um, no. I'm going to ask them. So how, how then do we get them to the point where it's bad for us? And like, how do we get them to the point it's bad for us? Let's just start there. Like, what, is it always bad? Um, and how do we, how do we get them? Like you said, it comes in through the air, our food. Um, and I know we live in such a toxic environment. Um, but yeah, is it, is it just like bad air, bad food? Yeah, maybe. So, you can no, I think it's pretty cool. Here's what I love about science. It's taken me, I, I, I had to laugh. We had a seven year old on a podcast the other day and she was so, she loved it so much because you made me understand it. Because it's really, if you can't, I, here's what I want, if, if people understand, if, you, if they have to explain something to you and it's complex, they're full of crap because it's not complex. If it's complex, they're hiding something. So this is very, very, very simple. Uh, it is around you. And the way your body works is just like when you just drink water or eat a sandwich or you eat food, your body metabolizes that food. We've heard of that. It metabolizes it. And the mitochondria, the powerhouse of our cells, uses what you metabolize to make energy. But what we found, it's not everything that it metabolizes, or it, it, it's not that everything that it metabolizes is important. The important thing that it metabolizes and makes, it frees up hydrogens. So it takes those hydrogens and it takes it across your mitochondrial membrane to something called the Krebs cycle. And this is where 98% of all of your, the mitochondria is where 98% of all your energy is made. Okay. So it takes it into the mitochondria and think of it be, uh, um, of the mitochondria and the mitochondria has inside it actually hundreds of thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny little engines called nanomotors. So it's not that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cells, but it's the things inside the mitochondria that are the powerhouse of the cell. And each one of your cells actually has thousands and thousands of mitochondria. So when I tell people that really inside their body, they have more nanomotors than they're on all the stars and all the universes and all the galaxies, they start to understand. And the only purpose of this thing is to make energy. So the hydrogen go across the, go into the mitochondria. And as they flow past these nanomotors, picture them as water turbines, right? In, in, in um, 
like in Niagara Falls, where as water hits it and they turn these engines, it makes electricity. Instead, it makes these ATP for us. So it goes past and these rev, these things go in circles and go in circles and revolve like a fast motor. It revolves at about 6,000 to 9,000 RPMs, which is faster than a Maserati or a Ferrari engine. So we literally make that much energy from these hydrogens that go through and it just passes. It makes hydrogen, ATP, 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 energy, 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 and it makes water too, and we'll talk about that. And it makes so much of it to in fact that you probably eat two, two and a half pounds of food a day at the most. Out of that two and a half pounds of food, you make only, you make almost 70 pounds of energy. So think about that. You take in less and you make more. And remember, everything in your body requires energy to run, to think, uh, it requires cellular energy, to think, to, to exist. It just, you just run off of a lot of, so it's not really the food that you survive on, it's the products of the food that you survive on that gives you that energy. Now think about this too. So we're gonna go another, uh, take it to another level. So if you're a star, picture yourself as being this bright star. And we know it takes, or even the sun, it takes so much energy to be that star, right? It, to, to burn and burn bright. Now think what would happen if you looked up in the sky and all of a sudden the sun was 10% darker because it lost 10% of its energy. You would say, oh my God, we're all gonna die because the sun doesn't have energy. What happens in a human is that instead of that heavy, that light hydrogen going over and getting all that nanomotor, a heavy hydrogen comes across, hits that nanomotor and destroys it. Now that nanomotor can't make energy. So the higher of your levels of deuterium, the more likely it is that you're going to destroy more and more of these nanomotors, which means as a consequence, you're gonna make less and less energy. If you have less energy, that means you're gonna be less well, and then you're going to get older, you're gonna get fatter, you're gonna get age faster, and you're going to develop different diseases, right? Different diseases. So these things are all linked. Now you ask a great question, well, oh my God, where does it come from? Well, here's the cool thing about this. Evolution as we know it, one of the purposes of evolution has been for us to have ways to deplete deuterium, to get rid of it out of our bodies, because it's a natural thing, and it's an important thing, because it's, we do need, uh, we do need deuterium to actually structure things correctly too, right? You need some small nails and some big nails. But it also is very important when we talk about cell growth. Because deuterium, when it gets into our DNA, it makes our DNA can't fold, right? And if it can't fold, that's what allows, again, I'm going to take everybody back to high school. That's what allows that DNA to replicate to make babies. And for that baby, think about, I mean, it's just amazing if you think about it. Within, within 18 months from the time a baby is conceived to nine to time after a baby is born and grown nine months, that baby's gone from weighing 0. 0.0000000 pounds, I mean, to nothing, to weighing 28 pounds every day and it just grows and deuterium does that deuterium is required for cell growth so we see deuterium in higher levels in babies in teenagers 
and you know, we always make fun because we always say, oh my God, I never could gain weight when I was young and I've never, and then you turn 22, 23, 24, and we say, oh, metabolism slowed down. The metabolism slows down because those, if your deuterium levels are high, then it's going to break all those things because you don't need it to grow anymore. Right, you don't grow up anymore. You grow out. That's what I tell people. You get fat. That's that. So that's where where that's from. So you get deuterium from. It's just think of it. It's naturally exists. So you get it from. It's in the waters. So and at the lower elevations, like we are in LA, lower elevations, it's higher. Right by the oceans, and it is lower in mountains in the North Pole and the South Pole, higher on the equator. So when we look at things like um, why are people healthier, we always we always laugh because we we people always talk about being from healthy places like oh I'm healthy I'm from Colorado you know no it's not because you're healthy it's because your damn deuterium levels are lower in Colorado therefore you have a better chance of of having more energy if you live in the mountains of Colorado versus living at the flat plains so that's where it comes from and. This problem is not in the amounts of deuterium that are in the world, but although they are increasing, they are increasing during the climate change and melting of ice, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's our inability to deplete deuterium, which is killing us, which is making us sick. And we'll talk about those reasons pretty easily, but, and, and deuterium is what's so cool about hydrogen deuterium but I say I want everybody to really understand it because it has to do with every single aspect of your life. Um, every single aspect, it, it is a thing that makes you angry. It's we, it, the high deuterium levels are responsible for depression and anxiety. We have the papers are published on this from Oxford University. High levels of deuterium are associated with um, uh, premature abortions. Uh, high, high levels of deuterium are associated with cancer, diabetes, but um, uh, 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 kinds of diabetes, acne, uh, all these things, not ha having a weak immune response. Even the COVID that we're going on, COVID viruses only, viruses use deuterium to grow. In a low deuterium soup in our body, viruses can't grow. They need deuterium as fuel. Uh, so all of these things are related. And what we really do is try to find ways to help people deplete deuterium and then to fix their systems. Thank, thank you for explaining that. Cause so, cause now that I think I understand it. So just to like, it, it isn't that deuterium is inherently bad. It's that we have lost our way or don't have the right resources now in our body, just with our we can go into why that is to deplete it and therefore get sick with yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's perfect. That's it. So we spend instead, we, everything is focused now on treating symptoms. So we take supplements, we exercise our asses off to death. We do all these things to try to be well, but those well, it's like, oh, it's, it's like a whack-a-mole, right? So what you're really doing is you're hitting all the symptoms and you never fix the problem. So, and it works for a while, but you can't hack your way through life with, you know, you can't, you can't hack your way through, it's just, the race is way too long to do that. 
Right. It's like getting this concept of functional medicine, which we can talk about too, which really deals with getting to the root cause of what causes illness or disease rather than just in a system which we've existed in for so long, treating the symptoms. You know, that's perfect. As a matter of fact, we, we are fun and we are the we are the foundation of functional medicine. So mm. we meet with functional medicine doctors. Dr. Cooper's a functional medicine doctor. Um, our, our, our clinic has functional. But the, the, the way this works and what we're trying to get them to understand is you muscle, you, you, is if you start with the terium first, then everything you say makes sense. Otherwise, you're still doing whack-a-mole just like you're complaining about everybody else because you're treating sick people and you're not treating well people. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about a wellness brand that we really love. It's called Ned. In 2019, we had co-founder Adrian Zimmerman on the podcast, and he shared all about Ned's commitment to providing the absolute best science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer holistic alternatives to prescription and over-the-counter medicine. Ned only grows the highest quality full-spectrum CBD that is extracted from organically grown hemp plants and sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. All products are absolutely non-psychotropic. My favorite is Ned's Natural Cycle Collection, made for women by women for period support. I particularly love the Ned Soothe Salve, made with hemp oil and specially created to help soothe premenstrual discomfort so you can feel your best. The Natural Cycle Collection is slow crafted from seed to bottle and contains anti-inflammatories, balancing minerals, healing antioxidants, nourishing fatty acids, and revitalizing vitamins. Erica, what is your favorite Ned product? Well, I have to say that my favorite is the full spectrum hemp oil line. When I consistently take it, I notice a huge difference in my anxiety, sleep, and general mood. So I have made it part of my daily self-care routine. Every day I use the 750 milligram tincture and do two droplets under my tongue in the morning and in the evening. I also love applying the hemp infused body butter to my neck and shoulders before bed as I am winding down and always use my tincture as an alternative to any pain medication if I get hit with a headache. If you want to try out Ned and give their CBD a try for yourself, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Go to www.helloned.com slash podcast. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash podcast to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. We know you're going to love it. You can also find the direct link in our show notes and check out their full line of wellness products. Now back to the episode. I'm curious from like a timeline perspective, <laughs> when did this become more um, known and studied like within the scientific community and the medical community? Because even this concept, right, is new for us hearing about this. Um, and so, and this is like the cutting edge of functional medicine, which is still a little bit on the fringe of like mainstream Western medicine. So is it, what has been the time frame with the research around this? So you're going to love this. We always say we're overnight, overnight successes after 30 years. <laughs> okay. However, the, there's been four Nobel prizes given for what we've done. The first Nobel Prize given was in the 1930s for this. Wow. Right? And the last Nobel Prize was given for the nanomotors in 2018. 
Okay. We've published over, there's been hundreds of paper, papers published on this books. This is a very known science. The difference is until we came around, there was no way to measure it inside your body. So it was theory. People could talk about it. We, people would go to these different places, but they were like, but I can't see it. I don't believe it. So we developed assays, different assays to be able to measure deuteriums inside your body without requiring blood samples, right? Because who wants to take a blood sample? But we, what we're able to do is to find out, really, when you think about it, breathing out inside your breath represents a lot of things that are there. So we're able to find the levels of hydrogen deuterium in your breath and now relate that back to your health. Okay. So that's what, so we can look at what's in your tissue by looking at what's in your breath. And we can look at what's in your biological fluids, your blood, your plasma, uh, by looking at urine, urine or saliva, all those wet things in your body. So by us doing this five years ago, the field is blasted off into clinical treatment because now we can tell you, measure it while you're being treated to see if it's working or if your treatment is working or not. And we also have developed the ability to use MRIs, right? This the thing that we depend on, but now we can look at your body using MRI and to be able to tell exactly where the deuterium is. To say, oh, there's a cancer cell, or this is the reason this, that this muscle is not working because you see this deuterium cloud right there. So it's not getting energy to that muscle. So let's try to get it out of that muscle. Can we talk a little bit about treatments now and how, um, now that you guys have the ability to test uh, deuterium levels, how does that then coexist with either like standard of care cancer treatments or um, also we'll go into, I know this is like a three-part thing, but <laughs> you deal a lot with um, the ketogenic diet and, and different like metabolic therapies. Mm -hmm. So how do those things coexist and how, if you discover someone's deuterium is high, um, what's the step to treating, bringing that down? What's the first step there? Great question. That's so cool. So look, this is everybody get a, you're really going to have to really concentrate on this. No, you really don't. (laughs) It's really simple. Okay. So what we do is is really just fundamental. How do you deplete deuterium? Are you ready for this? You deplete most of it while you sleep. You deplete, you poop and pee a lot of it out. You breathe a lot of it out. You, your skin integrity. So all these things that you, that I've listened to your shows, that you talk about, these wellness things, the reason they're important fundamentally is because they deplete deuterium. Like, for instance, when I talked about those nanomotors in your mitochondria, each one of those motors that make energy have bags on them. And the way it works in the daytime, it, your body puts all this deuterium in these bags to protect those nanomotors, right? They have, we have all these mechanisms to put them in the bag. If you don't, and then it gets rid of it during REM sleep and deep sleep while you're sleeping, okay? Or it gets rid of them in your urine and your feces. That's the reason when you get up from nighttime and you get up and if you sleep through the nighttime, you have your bowel movement and you have, a, you, you urinate, right? And 
we know, let's, yeah, it smells different. It's getting rid of the waste right there. That's why. So if you don't sleep, that means you can get rid of it. And the more and more you don't sleep, then those bags burst. And now you have high levels of deuterium around there that can float around. And guess what? Not only does the could knock down the immune system and cause diabetes and your skin tightening and getting old, but it also feeds cancer cells because cancer cells have these less mitochondria. And so cancer cells, as the deuterium levels are high, it kills more and more of those mitochondria. Like I talked about, those stars get darker or less bright, less bright, and less bright. A dark star is a cancer cell. It doesn't make light anymore. So it's got to find energy different ways. We've all heard about sugars being the thing that cancers eat. It's not the sugars. It's actually the deuterium on the sugar that it eats. So that's why it's not, if you can make a donut that had all hydrogens on it and no deuterium, it wouldn't be bad for you. It wouldn't hurt a thing. It would be Nirvana, right? <laughs> because you could eat it and it would make you just as healthy as anything else. It's just that it carries processed foods, GMOs. I'm skipping ahead. Processed foods, GMOs, uh, grain-fed animals. Uh, all of these things have higher levels of deuterium because it's made out of cheaper ways to produce things, right? And so if you think about it, we make all these things using water, you know, water that water is a big thing, even watering cattle. If you if those things eat a lot of deuterium uh, or drink a lot of deuterium high water or eat a lot of deuterium foods like grain and seeds, then you then they are most likely going to get that as part of their bodies or part of the plant. And those when you eat it, you're eating deuterium, and that's what's happened. So you were asked a great question. You asked was. Why now? Why do we see it now? Well, think about it. Over the last hundred years, we've gone to big farming. We've gone to GMO foods. We've gone to high, using irrigation, with ways to grow food faster, bigger, and cheaper. Faster and bigger and cheaper means they're going to have more deuterium in them because, well, I'm not, they didn't even know, right? It's just, that's just science. That's the way it has to happen. And so even GMOs, GMO has nothing to do with the DNA itself, but GMOs have a higher level of deuterium in them. That's why they're bad for you. Not because they have a certain, it's not going to make you grow a third eye because it has DNA in it, but it's going to have so much. And that's, I mean, think about it. They grow a full plant in six weeks or a chicken. I mean, I want people that, can you go from an egg to a full grown chicken in six weeks? That's crazy, but that's all from deuterium. Wow. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm soaking in so much information now. Um, Erica, I know we were talking a little bit about the ketogenic diet. Yeah. Prior so, to this, do you want to go into that? Yeah, because I was going to ask too. So with like prevention, right, should we all assume just because we grew up, you know, in this country with, you know, 80s and 90s babies. Um, I'm sure we have some 2000s babies who probably listen because it's wild, but you guys are adults now too. Um, but we just grew up in a time where, you know, 
fast food, fast everything, low fat, high sugar was so popular. So should we all assume that we have higher deuterium levels and how do we live and eat? Maybe we can go into diet for any of our listeners. How do we live and eat to prevent them from getting even higher and start depleting them? Great questions. So, so, yeah, so we've done, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people now. What do we know? What do we see? It's just like you said, yeah, the average person has higher deuterium levels than they should. Uh, quite a few of them have levels above 150 parts per million. So if we look at our ocean, the Pacific Ocean, it has a deuterium levels of 155. That's high. That's the highest it's going to be. Uh, where you would say water at the top of the Himalaya mountains, right, of the Himalaya mountains, or water in, um, in, in Antarctica is going to have the lowest amounts. Maybe they're about 135 because it's actually increasing. Um, it's even increasing as we get, as, as time goes on. So, so yeah, we all have higher levels. Now, that is a combination of not only the foods, you know, it, we always want to blame it on the foods and the stuff that's, oh, poor us, it's, it's their fourth. No, it's actually, it's also the lifestyle we lead, right? We know I'm one of them. I'm not, I, I'm far from perfect. We party, <laughs> we, we don't go out in the sun, we stay up, we have our, the lighting in our house. We've, you know, you guys have talked about blue light and red light and all those things. Yeah, th- again, that is an important component because that goes together with the way to deplete the turn, getting the right light, the right chronobiology. Our bodies were made to get rid of this stuff and modern life is making it more difficult. So yes, you can eat better, you can, you can do all these things, but what we already know is we have to have change our lifestyle to become more, I always say if you do this, you're gonna become more resilient because I'm to the point now that I don't know if we're ever going to heal earth the way we need to do to get it healthy again. I don't know that. What I do know, if we can get your levels of deuterium down and get your lifestyle correctly, so you're a deuterium depleting machine, then you're gonna be more resilient physically, emotionally, cognitively, socially, and racially. And so that means you're going to be able to live the best life you can possibly live given these circumstances. And so, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah, and can you share too, just for any of our listeners, like what are some practical steps that they can take? Like what, what like we mentioned keto or I know people, right, do vegan for cancer. Mm-hmm. Like what type of diet do you recommend people eat? How many hours of sleep? Like let's get in, right, yeah. to like the practical yeah, steps that our listeners can do um, and we can do too. It's like how many of hours of sleep do you recommend and um, what, what should we be eating? I feel like that's the hot question, yeah. right, for everybody yeah. just wants to know what should I eat. <laughs> no, that's very cool, very cool. Here's what I always tell people. You know what's amazing? You know, we, we go out and we buy cars. And we buy cars. And man, when we buy cars, we look on the dashboard and there's an oil gauge and there's our bit, a speedometer and how much water. We know everything that's friggin' happening with our cars every single minute to the point my car, I know it's has a, I don't have to look at the tires. It tells me I have a flat. I think it's, you know, I guess I'm an idiot. I can't see that there's not a, not in the air, but they're kind enough to tell me these things. However, 
as a person, as people, we don't have this ability, right? So, so what we, so what are the ways to do this? So again, I'm going to say that we invented the ultimate cheat, and that ultimate cheat is that what we ended up doing were the two ways to deplete deuterium are, as we always talked about, already talked about, is eating lower deuterium, consuming lower lower amounts of deuterium, and also breathing in oxygen because oxygen plus hydrogen makes water, right? And if it but and but oxygen binds to deuterium first to and makes it what we call heavy water, and that heavy water stay it, it, once oxygen binds to deuterium it makes heavy water, it's literally heavy and it actually floats down and that's really what our kidney is there to get rid of is this this heavy water and it puts nitrogen on it and all this but it literally is heavy water all the light water really will stay part of our blood and part of the thing that makes us wet it wants it but the other stuff is try to get rid of so the first thing that we do is especially for our cancer patients we've invented two different things or i shouldn't say but it, what's been invented are two different things one is the tear depleted water deuterium depleted water is just a water that has had the deuterium taken out of it. So it's, you know, everybody talks about alkali water, they'll talk about vitamin water. We're the only water in the world. No, we didn't put anything in it. We took it out, right? To return it to what our, to water that was around on this planet, say 5,000, 6,000, 50,000 years ago. That's when people, there was no cancer, there was no diabetes. You know, what you died was from a tiger eating your butt, right? You died from lions. You died from, a, but you didn't die of bacterial infections. There were no bacterial infections. You didn't do that. So what we're, so, so again, you take this, is simply drink the water, and that water is going to dilute your deuterium levels down. That's like putting thin oil with thick oil to make the oil thinner. That's an easy way to do it, and that's a quick way to do it. And then we can fix the pieces then we can, you'll have more energy. Your body will make more energy and therefore we can fix the things that are broken in you. Fix your sleep, fix your way you think, fix, fix your ability to lose weight, but getting those material levels down. But we've also just invented another water, which we're super excited about with, uh, with Cure, and we call it our Cure water. And Cure is super oxygenated water. So it has a thousand times, it's called nanobubble technology, which is a patent uh, that we have on it. And what it does, it puts a thousand times more oxygen in the water. And it's not like carbon, it's not like uh, you know, carbonated water where you take the top off and the oxygen flows. No, it's really part of the water itself. And so when you, we, it's the, it, the tagline is drink your oxygen, because when you drink it, it's actually oxygenating your body. So it's like having going to hyperbaric oxygen therapy or doing breathing exercises, you know, everybody, you know, if, uh, if, especially in yoga. And these say you learn to breathe correctly because as we get older, that's another way we deplete deuterium. But as we get older, we start to hyperventilate. That's why you see so many elderly and we can't breathe anymore, which is the reason you see so many elderly people walking around with oxygen tanks because they can't breathe enough oxygen. So this actually is going to be a, a game changer too, that it'll be able to drink this water and to actually allow you now to breathe better. So those two things. But what kind of food should you eat? 
I used to be a very, as I, as I said already, very into keto, a great believer in keto. Uh, and I did papers on it and studies. <laughs> the funniest part was it was serendipity. Ain't nothing special about keto. It's simply deuterium depleted. What does that mean? If you make, if you, keto is a high fat diet, right? High fat, low carbs. So we're thinking it's special. It is the carbs and it's the fats. It's special fat, special carbs. It's not. Fat, if it's from an animal that ate grass, which is deuterium depleted, then that animal is going to be deuterium depleted. Okay? If it's fed corn and grain, we already know, then it's not as good. We say it's grass-fed animal. It's better for you because it's low deuterium amounts. And so when you eat that, your body's able to make more energy out of it and to make more Every time your body makes energy, you also make your own metabolic water. You make this, that's the neat thing. You make this water in your body. You know, it may be what they talk about in the Bible when they talk about inner water. We think they're talking about deuterium depleted water and all these different, and we've done talks about religion and these religious science in religion, but we think that's what it is. So every, and for you people to know from, just like I said, you make about 60 to 70 pounds of energy from what you eat, you make 3,000 gallons of water a day. That's what you make. Wow. And you use it up. You just use it to make all these other things. But you're making, you, we're really nuclear-powered submarines. It's crazy once you think about how powerful a human is, how incredibly powerful we can be when we're fixed. We're just amazing. So there's no reason that we can't live 160, 180 years without disease. Once we understand these things, we will simply die when we're supposed, you'll die healthy, right? You'll die with a smile on your face. We all know that's the way we're supposed to go. So, so, anyway, so, it, so as I was saying, we, 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 so we look at a ketogenic diet, it's high fat and low carbs. So if you eat low carbs, what they really are talking about processed carbs, right? Because processed carbs, you make that by in a, in a lab by combining tap water with foodstuffs. Guess what? Tap water has a high level of deuterium in it. So you're creating foods that have high, you're just creating it, right? If you use deuterium depleted water to make these foods, Again, they would be healthier for you. So it's not carb per se. And I'll go further. When we look at green foods, right? We look at spinach and, and kale and broccoli. When a food is green, the fiber in that food, the hard stuff in that food is deuterium depleted because it has chloroplasts, right? And the chloroplasts are like our mitochondria and get rid of deuterium. So that's why why, why when people say a vegetarian diet works well it's not because friggin broccoli are gods it's because they're deuterium depleted so once you step back i we're here to give you the to empower you to eat anything you want as long as it's deuterium depleted now you've got to eat the right amount of proteins and right amount of this and that i'm not going to make any argument but even those things must be deuterium depleted you know, I, yeah, I think it's so interesting because it just, it makes sense. And I think, you know, Ali and I talk a lot about, you know, in this world, there's so many diets and there's so many, 
you know, foods of thought, right? Of like, this is the (laughs) one, no no pun intended, but you know, Allie and I always go back to like, we, we don't follow a diet. We just really focus on eating real food the Mm. way it's intended to be made. And it seems like you're saying, you're like, okay, like there's unhealthy ways to be keto as well. And I'm sure there's very unhealthy ways to be any sort of diet. So it sounds like it's just about finding these deuterium depleting foods in their most like authentic state. Like you said, like the broccoli, or, you know, if you're going to eat animal meat, make sure it's not farm raised factory farmed food. <laughs> yeah. It, it is it is so cool because it frees you up. I mean, it really, really, really does. And I always tell people there are two different things that we, that we do here. I can talk about wellness and that's when you, what we're talking about, it doesn't matter what diet you believe in. You don't have to make it, you don't have to make it religious, eat the food that you want to eat, except understand that food, eat locally, because we can talk, there's all so many things. Deuterium levels in LA are different than deuterium levels in, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Therefore, our bodies have really adjusted to that, right? It has, what screwed us up, although we can go to Ralph's, and we don't get food from California, from LA. We get cherries from Guatemala. We get avocados from Mexico. That's not made with the same sunlight material levels. Therefore, our body's confused, right? That's why when you see, why are people healthier that live in indigenous populations in the middle of the Congo or, or populations in New Guinea that have never seen modern man? It's because they eat locally and their body is adjusted to what they're supposed to eat. And we're, our lifestyle makes that impossible now. It's impossible, you know, to, to live like that. I love what we've come to at this point in this conversation is that, um, is something that we come to a lot with different professionals, regardless of like their experience or their point of view, which is as far as like say something as specific as diet, right? Which is that people who've had really significant health um, transformations and perhaps outcomes in their own, whether it be reversing type 2 diabetes or whether it be, you know, even uh, overcoming cancer diagnoses, is that with when it comes to diet, yes, you can maybe go fully plant-based or you can be paleo or whatever the, you know, the, the classification that you might want to call it. But what seems to work at the end of the day is people eating, as Erica said, real whole food. And what you were talking about with the deuterium levels in processed food, um, processed food, what I'd like, I like to call it food versus non-food. And we've, we've classified all these things as food which aren't actually foods and was, weren't foods 100 years ago, let alone 5,000 years ago, right? When these diseases didn't exist. No, that's so, a cool, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But well, I love I, that we come, we like sort of always, no matter how we get there, it sort of like comes to this place, doesn't it? No, it really does. It's like, I always sit, go fall back on Star Trek. You know, I mean, it's, I know you're, you guys are young. I'm an old geek. So I had no problem. You know, the Star Trek you work and you watch now, I don't get. So, but, I, but, I was going to say, I, I'm old enough to have watched at least uh, reruns <laughs> of like right. the next generation. There you go. With Whoopi. Yeah. Well, when you look at this, it's pretty cool because when you look at Star Trek, 
<laughs> the way it works, if you listen to it, they talk about deuterium all the time. That's, that's what their ship runs off of, uh, is, is and when tachyons, that's, those are parts of deuterium molecules. So they run off deuterium and all the food are made in their, in their replicators and all those things. They're, those foods are made with hydrogen, with protein. They talk about it, they say it. And you just never notice until I got this. I went, what the heck? So I actually called, called them up and got a whole list of when they say it and they, were, they didn't even know. I said, you know, this is actually real. So ultimately, the way it works is they make a nuclear powered, like I said, we're nuclear powered people ourselves. But at Star Trek is a nuclear powered ship that takes the deuterium to run the nuclear power part and the light hydrogens to make their water and everything else. That's the way it works. That's the reason they're healthy. That's the basis of the whole thing. And then they're able to sleep correctly. They have the right light. Look, it is funny that they actually do everything that we said. So I, I guess I should, I guess I owe them money because <laughs> they've shown us what to do. I'm going to go back and watch some old Star Trek now. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating. So I'm curious, what do you, what are, with your center that you are part of now and the work that you guys are doing there, what is your hope for the future? What is something that you hope to see? So I'm actually a futurist. Um, that's part of my title. And I can tell you what the future is. And, and what I mean by that is what we're wanting to do is to get people like you two to understand the basics and to be very, very cognizant, and you already sound like you are, of banding around words that don't mean anything. <laughs> and arguing over silly things like what diet's best. There's no really such thing as that if it's low deuterium, if you can't deplete deuterium, then you've got to have less and less deuterium in your diet, less and less, be exposed to less and less deuterium. As you get older, You've got to eat a better diet, not a worse diet. I will tell you for sure, you two are younger than me. You should be able to deplete deuterium better than me, right? So it, what I'm hoping is that we get away from, I think what this pandemic is teaching us is really to find out what bullshit is. You know, I mean, I hate the, I'm just going to get, you know, I'm saying, yeah, the virus is real. <laughs> and so don't say it's not real. People are dying, right? Now, we've how it came about, I don't know. I don't care. It's killing people. So how do we go about, so deuterium is real. I don't care how it came about. How do we get rid of deuterium? That's the question. I don't, politically, I don't care about it. And so you're, you're right. The biggest thing we must understand is our body is like the planet. It could care less what you think right? It only wants what it wants. If you don't give it to it, then it is either going to destroy you or you're going to destroy it. And so we're to the point now that we are destroying ourselves with the food we eat, but also destroying the planet with the food we're giving the planet. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Like, I just, I feel so enriched from this conversation and um, just thank you for the work that you are doing because it is, it's really important. And yeah, our bodies are really magical. I really believe that. Like, it's, a, it's amazing. Like you said, we're either going to 
save ourselves and our planet or destroy ourselves and our planet. Again, it's like you said, it's not it's just science. It's real. Um, so as we begin to wrap up, we always ask our guests two questions. And the first is, how do you take care of yourself? What are some of your non-negotiables um, in your self-care and daily routine? Hmm. You know, and I, 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 I've gotten to the point in my life that I, the biggest things I take care of myself is to always stay excited about the future to don't care about the past and to be present and to have gratitude for all of those things if you can be happy and have gratitude your wellness regimen that you're choosing is working people who are not well are not happy and have no gratitude um, so that's that's really it it's it's in this case like i said Fix, fix the problem and don't treat the symptoms. Thank you. I love that. And then the last question um, that we ask all of our guests is, if you had to refer one book or two books, I'm sure you're a scientist, there's many, but especially to our listeners in this case, uh, either something that was particularly inspirational to you in your journey could be on anything or maybe a resource if someone wanted to learn information either of those things would you recommend what would you recommend i know it's, I, again i'm a very eclectic person in that i have a you know very so here's what i would say to people i i'm i'm getting so zen at this age i must i must say so i think right now it, it is it is Here's one interesting thing that I that I will that, that you can go into a bookstore and the books that there are most of, if you see a lot of books about a lot of things, that means they don't know anything about it. Um, that is an interesting thing. So I, I and this is this is a point in fact. And the books that are few of, find those books mm. because those are the books that have, that are asking the same questions that you're asking. So are they, I am, uh, like I said, I'm Zen. I don't have any favorite books anymore. I say, read them all. Because it's just, this thirst for knowledge is the thing that will keep you young, keep you healthy, and keep your mind working. So just read, you know, just read. Great advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So if anybody listening wants to find you, find the work that you do, and even the waters that you mentioned, where can they find everything, Deuterium and you? <laughs> oh, that's pretty. Yeah. So there are two ways to do this. Go to ddcenters.com, ddcenters.com, or you can also go to energyforabetteryou.com, Energy for better you.com. And I would tell we have free sessions. We have a lot of podcasts. We have a lot of things we do as much as we can. We'll, we'll, our, our mission is to change the world and it's not about the money. So please ddcenters.com and also energy for better you.com. You can get that information and then we can help you. Please give us a call and you, you it'll make your, it'll, It'll make the rest of your life just exquisite. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We really appreciate it. 
Oh, thank both of you. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness. Thank you.